are listening to The Subtle Forces. I am your host, Anja, not Anja. The other night, Dracula died, who, as it turns out, was not such a bad guy. I think I realized this when he willed to me his magic traveling TV cabinet. When I received the magic traveling TV cabinet, I immediately climbed inside the TV compartment, which was empty, and I closed the door behind me, and instantly the whole cabinet flew high into the night sky. The stars and buildings were all below me, and I felt safe in the sky. I rode high in the TV cabinet until it landed outside Dracula's bungalow in Chicago. The exterior of the bungalow had chipping plaster and several of the red tiles from the roof had cracked off. Things had fallen into a bit of disarray in Dracula's later years. My non-mother was there outside, even in the night. She was doing a maternal sort of chore outside the house. Mom was pleased to see me, but told me that I needed to hide because Dracula was coming and would certainly eat me. It was a trap. Dracula never dies. Dracula can float. Dracula can see through the walls. It had been Dracula's intention all along to have me climb into the magic traveling TV cabinet so that I would be brought to his lair. Oh, I had fallen for it.
shiny process. It looks like a spine or a millipede made of skeleton. I'm amazed. I climbed into the rafters of the musky basement. I was still struggling to pull myself up by my weak chicken arms when Dracula and his entourage of keen adolescent boy sniffers came into the basement. Watch it for a long Sections are doubling and also some are breaking off. It's reproducing with alarming speed. Somehow, they walked right past my area and did not think to look up. I was in the clear. They were all leaving the basement. Dracula had not thought to look up. Amazing. But then, just as I started to breathe again, Dracula did realize that he should have checked the rafters. Dracula went back down the steps and began to hover up, 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 raising to my level. Dracula knows all, and no one can escape Dracula. At that moment, I woke up. But did I really escape Dracula? I'm driving. I become aware of a raccoon driving a car following me. I see it in my mirror. It has bad intent. And I think I must evade it. Evade it. Did you have fun at the conventions? Oh, God, what did he have? Oh, well, I, I had to work hard. I got, I tell you, one of the things that was so funny is that you're always, sta you're standing for, forever and ever, you know, because I, I was working the, uh, the convention up in New York 
and it was, you know, it was like all day and et cetera. And my, you know, how you are when you're standing, your feet swell and it gets really, you get tired, et cetera. Well, someone told me, well, Joan, if you go into the bathroom and you put your feet in the toilet. What? <laughs> You can, your feet will unswell because the water is cold. Did you do it? Yes, I did it. And I tell you, it helped. Oh my God. When you went home, did you immediately take a bath? Oh, certainly. <laughs> I tell you, it helped. It made me make it through the rest of the day. Let's just say that. <laughs> wow <laughs> little trick <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of little tricks to you know I never heard that story before <laughs> I don't think that I've ever told that to any of my kids <laughs> I don't think any of them know it <laughs> <laughs> Correct, but please go on. 
everyone's like, oh, you're so fearless. You're so uh, confident. You're so like, you can talk in front of people. Like that's all true. Yes. But that is like the only way I feel confident. All the other things that like create confidence, like, um, like feeling safe and uh, like able to navigate oneself are all things I have had to learn. And I wouldn't say I felt like an adult until like maybe last year-ish. Um, before that, like, I didn't even think I could hold a job. I didn't think, um, anyone would want to hire me or keep me like working for them. I just figured like, if they learned anything about me, they would just fire me. I, yeah, I thought that like, I couldn't drive. Um, I never learned how to ride a bicycle until I was like 14 anything physical like I I took swimming lessons for the first time a year and a half ago for the water phobic like anything physical anything involving responsibility anything involving adult skills I didn't think <laughs> was for me basically that's so surprising. I don't really get it, but I trust you. You're you're telling me the truth. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I could do it. I looked at my swim instructor and I begged him to please don't let go. Don't let go, I can't float, my body will not float. He said, nonsense, everybody's body floats, it's science. I said, but my brain doesn't understand science and I don't think I can float. Two classes later, I was floating for brief moments before I panicked again. I didn't think I could do it. A push-up was not possible. Look at my chicken arms. My arms are as wide as so many others' wrists. I thought that people with celiac disease a condition of the gut, of the guts, of my guts, weren't supposed to develop our muscles. That's nonsense, 
said Blaine. Anyone and everyone with our muscles can work their way up to do a push-up. You just have to begin at the wall. You have to press yourself back and forth on the wall and work down to the floor. Do it every week. Do it two or three times a week. I said I'll do it every week. I'll do it two or three times a week. But you don't understand I am weak. Too weak to do a push-up. But then, six months ago, I did it. I experienced a push-up. I was so happy that I pushed up again one week later just to show my parents. And they were impressed. And then I didn't practice for months. And now I'm back pushing up against the wall, remembering that it is possible for me to do a push-up, even though I'm not sure it's possible. I have the memory. I have the memory. I have the memory. that are possible through love, supportive love, the love of someone in your life who believes in you, who challenges you, who nudges you as you want to be nudged, the person in my life who does that for me is Blaine, my husband, and I can see the changes occurring to him too. Changes where he is becoming more like me and my family as we have melded together. He now wears the giant NASA shirt that my brother wore in fifth grade. That shirt was just laying on the spare bed where everything lays out for future use. Possible renewed function. I saw that shirt. And I said, Blaine, I think this shirt would fit you. And I think it may even look good on you. You should try it on. He did. And it does. The shirt was oversized and drapey on my brother when he wore it as a 90s kid. But that was the style at the time. 
On Blaine, this shirt is just the proper size and features a vintage graphic that is consistent with the rest of his t-shirts. Whenever he wears it, Blaine is truly one of us Seegers. The last time I went to my parents' house, my dad had on his Navy uniform from the early 60s and a red baseball cap with the Red Hat Society logo on it because if something is free, fits, and is functional, a Seeger will wear it for life. I still have shirts I wore as a kid in fourth grade. I still have a shirt I wore when I was four years old. It was a big shirt on me then, but now it is a tiny shirt, and I can still wear it. It features a realistic drawing of a tabby cat on it. The shirt is practically see-through all these decades later, so I only wear it in situations where I'm not worried about people looking through my shirt. But because Seegers are generally scrawny and can still wear things at any age, Seegers keep every article of clothing. My tiny, sheer, tabby cat shirt is still in my drawer at the ready for service. A few years ago, it was finally deemed acceptable to dismantle and dispose of the crumbling family hassock. A few of the rags that had been stuffed inside it were now poking through the rips in the exterior. We decided to pull on these rags to see what had been stuffing this old thing. Inside the hassock were some of Grandpa's grease-stained shirts and Mom's favorite blouse from high school. It had a Peter Pan collar, cuffed sleeves, buttons, a green and white pattern, and the fabric was so thin it now looks kind of like medical gauze. I bet it would fit you, Mom said. I put the shirt on and it completed my outfit, an outfit that spanned 55 years. There was this 60s blouse, and my hat that I had on was something that my grandma had won at the church festival raffle back when I was a kid. And on top of the ancient blouse of my mom's, I had on a brand new red corduroy jacket. So red. So new. Buying new things to wear has always gone against my general practice. But now I work in the fast fashion industry and I've become slightly tainted. But I still have my four-year-old era t-shirt and my nine-year-old era t-shirt in my drawer. And in fact... It's not even in my drawer because I I can unzip my jacket right now and I can see that I am wearing my purple horse shirt that my grandparents bought me 
when I was nine years old. Sometimes I am embarrassed if I run into someone from high school because it's invariably on a day in which I'm wearing an outfit that I wore in high school because I keep all my clothes and I always think if that person remembers me and remembers that outfit, they'll think that I'm one of those people who never changes, never evolves. And then I fall asleep and I'm back again running from Dracula or the FBI or the Mafia. Always running. Always helpless against these supernatural witches who can defy any human-made barrier. And then all I can do is tell you about it. Thank you to Dracula for that terrifying dream. Thank you to Anton who provided not only the theme music, but also his musical meditations on that raccoon of ill intent. That piece came from his new album entitled Illicit Eagle, which you can find on Bandcamp. And I've also linked it in this show's notes. Thank you to my brave mother-in-law Joan for sharing her secret on how to relieve swollen convention feet. Thank you for the voicemail, Jessica. Thank you to NapBat for your chat chat. Thank you to Blaine for believing in me and wanting to become part of my family. Thank you to my family, old and new. And don't forget, when encountering any subtle force, remember to use both your feelers and your logic. Thank <laughs> you.